1: What a lovely way to spend a rainy, sunny afternoon um, talking with an an amazing author about a phenomenal book. I have uh, Reverend Normandy Ellis with me today, and her book is The Ancient Tradition of Angels, The Power and Influence of Sacred Messengers. It is an amazingly wonderful, joyful book to read. It explores angels from Judeo-Christian and Islamic faiths. Hinduism and Buddhism, the beliefs of ancient Egypt, Yezidism, and Zoroastrianism, as well as what Deophyses, Kabbalists, Sufi masters, Eastern gurus, and modern mystics like Edgar Cayce have recounted about angels. From the divine messengers of Western traditions to the devas of Eastern traditions to the meliks and spirit being, beings found along the Silk Road, Angels are one of the unifying themes of theology worldwide, but what is an angel and why do they contact us, believers and unbelievers, non-believers alike? In this in-depth study to the mystery and purpose of angels, she looks at the angelic dimensions of spiritual traditions around the world, from the ancient past to present day. She explores well-known angels from Judeo-Christian and Islamic faiths, the Hindu Devata and Buddhist spirit beings, the spirit beings of ancient Egypt, the peacock angel of Yezidism, and the Yazitas of Zoroastrianism. She compares angelic visions from from the medieval Christians like Thomas Aquinas and John of Damascus and what theophysists, Kabbalists, Sufi masters, Eastern gurus, and modern mystics like Edgar Cayce have recounted about angels. She looks at dark and fallen angels and their role in the grand cosmological plan, quoting from sacred traditions, narrative myth, and contemporary angelic encounters, including her own personal interactions with angels. She clarifies the divergent aspects of angelic beliefs but also reveals the common points shared by all traditions. She shows how, in whatever guise they appear, angels are messengers. And she explains that angels are beings of light consciousness, part of the universal life force that connects all beings. And not only are angels actively helping in our our planet's cosmic evolution, they also help us to see our own place in the cosmic plan. She has a Doctorate of Divinity and Comparative Religions. She's the author of 15 and more books about mysticism and spirituality, and I am so delighted that I have her here today to talk with me. Welcome to the show, Normandy. Thank you, Barb. It's great to be here. What I, a lovely I'm really introduction. Oh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, I almost wanted to just read the book to them. Um there's so much information you have in the book. Yeah, I wasn't about to do that, not in an hour. Um, but it, 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 the material that you have, first of all, your research is phenomenal. And most people uh, think about, you know, with Judeo-Christ- the Judeo-Christian religions, that, that angels are um, just for them. <laughs> but But the That's aspect right. of messengers... You know, but the aspect of messengers from the source of all creation opens the field up to everything and everyone, and even people who don't believe in angels uh, can can possibly be helped and and at, you know aided towards the light by them. And and I think that's something that everybody has to to understand. I know you you in the in the very beginning you, you did say there was a quote that you you gave about how. Um, there have to be angels in your mind, or you, or you won't po- probably see one. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that even non-believers believe in the possibility, so that, so that you know that that aspect is is there. But, but basically, what is an angel? Well, good
2: question. Um, I spent an entire book trying to figure out what is an angel. And what I came to the conclusion of is that angels are uh, no further from us than um, any other uh, person that we love in our lives. They are a community of light conscious beings. Um, They are messengers from God. That's The most important thing to remember is that they are messengers. They uh, are not to be prayed to, but you can send a request to the divine by conversing with an angel, and the angel will go and talk to the divine, and then the divine will send the angel back to give you a message. Sometimes they'll send you the angel if you just need to know something and you haven't even asked, but it's important for you to know. So the most important thing to think of is that they are like consciousness, they are consciousness consciousness. Um, and they are messengers they appear to us sometimes as physical beings you know like those those angels those three angels that came and broke bread with Abraham you know and warned him uh-huh. about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah those were physical angels uh the angels of light
0: that
2: um were light beings that sang uh, in the heavens to announce the birth of Christ. Those were more or less physical angels. So they could, sometimes they're winged. Sometimes they are like abstract, uh, like the seraphim are uh, angels with six wings. They don't look like your typical angels. They're, they're sort of uh, enclosed in their wings, and their wings have eyes on them. So sometimes they're geometric shapes like... Uh, you know, um, Revelations, John of Revelations, uh-huh. John of Potmos saw the angels as geometric shapes. Um, so they can come in many guises.
1: Does, does the way we see them have anything to do with what our concept of an angel would be? In, in other words, if I was a devout Catholic, would... I more or less expect to see the angels and halo, you know, the, the halo and the wings and the harp. And and if I was an agnostic or an atheist, it could even be just someone who was just standing there in no, normal contemporary dress. Does does it have to do with with what you expect to see is what you get?
2: Well, I think that
1: that they are
2: more likely to come in what we would expect to see them as um, so that they don't frighten us to a point that we ignore what they're trying to tell us. (laughs) So I would hope that they would come, you know, uh, I would prefer my angels to be more physical. And as a matter of fact, the angels that I have experienced have been more physical or they have been symbolic. I haven't seen the ones with the wings. Um, that might frighten me, except up in, in the clouds flying over me. I've seen that, mm-hmm. So, but but not standing at my door. <laughs>
1: well, it, you know, it, 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 it kind of is, while I believe in messengers, not sure I, I am ready to embrace the wings and halo and stuff, but I have had experiences where it felt like somebody was standing next to me whispering into my ear and i assume that that was a messenger of some sort from from the divine
2: i believe so yes i would but, say
1: so and and it's usually um you know it, it sometimes it's almost sarcastic it's like you know you know yeah we told you this was going to happen <laughs> <laughs> and, and here it is um it is just. I, I think that while some people put put great um, religious um, emphasis on them, I I'm, I feel. Well, wait. I have I have a personal uh, experience with them. I almost feel as though we're good friends, even though they're not physically there. So that. When I feel a presence, I know that there is there is a message coming through. Yes. But so so that it is it, it's it's sort of like I I really you know with with I I I would have trouble with a lot of angels with wings and you know wings with eyes on them and stuff like that. But but do they ever come of their own accord or are they just um, under contract to the divine?
2: Well, I believe they're under contract to the divine, but the divine doesn't necessarily tell us when they're going to come. Um, mm-hmm. For example, if I, uh, I recently was in a car accident and um, my car was pushed off the road by an 18-wheeler into the median, oh. uh, you know, tore off the side view mirror, crunched in the door, um, you know, bent the wheel well, and when I stepped out, I was fine. You know, I felt like somebody was holding me the whole time it was happening. And as soon as I got out, there was this big white feather that drifted down right in front of me. Oh. And I thought, oh, <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick it up?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I it's in my
2: car now. <laughs> it's in my car now.
1: <laughs> Good place. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I now, well, so what are they made of? Are they... Are they etheric? Are they, do they have a physicality? Are, are, the, the normal state for the angel is what?
2: Uh, is light consciousness. Let's, just, let's put it this way. We are light consciousness. There is consciousness all through us. The majority of what we are are molecules moving through space, but we seem to feel that we're an embodiment. Their bodies are different, okay, but they are also uh, light particles. Um, They are. uh, They are. How do you explain it without explaining quantum mechanics? Oh gosh, (laughs) (laughs) we don't have that
1: kind of time.
2: (laughs) Well, Um, well, it's sort of like the thought is what creates it. The thought is consciousness, and the thought. Uh, all they have to do is think, and they are there. Um, all we have to do when we are calling an angel for support or help, you know, and we're actually mm-hmm. calling God, uh, is to yeah. think, you know, please, Michael, you know, protect me. And they're there. It just takes a thought because that's what they are. They are thought forms. Um,
1: are, they, are they androgynous or yes. are they male and female?
2: They are androgynous. We are told that they are androgynous, um, yes. And I would say that you know a lot of times we use male pronouns to talk about them, uh-huh. but really uh, it's it's a they as opposed to a he or a she. That makes sense.
1: That makes sense. I you know if they are if they are uh, if they are an awareness or a thought form, then they can appear to be anything they like.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. But do they have free will?
2: We are told that they do not have free will. Um, That those angels who, who had free will and rebelled were cast out of heaven. And so the ones that remained do not have free will. They do what God asked them to do. Um, And the ones that we mostly think about or we mostly call upon are actually the lower angels. The archangels are actually the lower angels. You know, the seraphim and and, uh, cherubim are the higher ones, the thrones, the, uh, you know, all of those. They spend their time worshiping God and and, uh, taking care of the cosmos. And the archangels take care of us
1: so so, just about every tradition has their own form of angel yes um so so that so that basically they become the connection between us and the divine
2: yes yes so
1: so that you know you know we we talked i I twisted my tongue over some of these. <laughs> Okay.
2: Um, the names.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness, I I did my best, but but you know it, <clears throat> you 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 have even the Buddhist spirit beings, and you have the the Bon, the Bon, and and it's the beautiful. Hindu, yeah. and I mean there, there are so many different um, belief systems, and yet they all have. Um, a form of angelic beings that, that, are, that, that are incorporated into them, which I found fascinating, even the Egyptian and um, Zoroasterism, I, I, I wasn't aware of that one. Um, the Silk Road, I mean, Sufi masters, and uh, you know it, it's, it's almost as though they are a universal connection to the divine.
2: That's that's right. And I think that was what drew me into writing this book in the first place. Um I was living at the time that I wrote the book. I was living in uh, a spiritualist community where we had a trail of religions that would include uh Jainism and Buddhism and uh Zoroastrianism and uh Islam and Christian and etc. And each one of these traditions, as I was researching the prophets, they all believed in angels, you know. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? We try to tell ourselves that we're so different, and yet we are, we are all one in the same, believing that God has a purpose for our lives and that he will send the angels to us to help us fulfill that purpose. And I thought, what a lovely idea, you know.
1: Well, when, well, that's
2: how when I decided
1: at, to write about it. When you look at all of these different beliefs, um, they all fundamentally come down to the golden rule. And, yes. And so, so that makes sense to me that no matter what kind of cloak you put on your belief system, that that a connection to the divine is something that all of us want. And I, I mm-hmm. think you 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 in your book. Emphasize too that um, first of all they don't need to be prayed to that's not their purpose um, but that in order to make a connection to one or more or a um, one of the, the best ways is our prayer and meditation and I have found that in every spiritual book that I've read every spiritual um, application of developing an awareness with the divine, every one of them comes down to meditation being a, for, a way of making the connection that you're seeking, that in prayer. And prayer and meditation are two different things. So you want to explain yes. the difference?
2: Okay, meditation, um, I guess for a generic description of meditation, is getting quiet and still enough. And focusing your intention outwardly, so on the divine. You know, you can say focusing inwardly, but you're not focusing on the self. You're focusing on uh, the idea and the concept of the divine. Prayer mm-hmm. is what I think of as supplication. You know, and that is asking, writing a letter, and asking a favor of the divine. <laughs> you know, um, would you please make sure that my Dear God, would you please make sure that my surgery uh, goes well and that I awaken healed and, you know, feeling great? And could you have some angels there with me uh, helping the doctor? That's a prayer. Okay. Uh Um, So that's a little different than simply meditating and uh, feeling the energy of that divine, not asking. Or anything, I think that's probably why I like meditation more than I like supplication or prayer. Um, <laughs>
1: but yeah. I don't, don't want to well, be a beggar. <laughs> no, I got gotcha. you. I, I have found that, to me, prayer is talking, and meditation is listening.
2: Yes, and that is a very good example.
1: And and it's it's sort of like, um, I have found that that sometimes my mind gets so busy that even when I try to go to sleep, it's, the, the brain is still working. The brain never gets tired, but the body does. And right. so, so trying to find that that peace, that tranquility, that light inside, sometimes is tough. But but for those who practice meditation even even like a 15 minutes in you know a day is is enough to break through that intellectual um flow that is constantly going on and and in a way saying you know um I'm going to listen now I'm not talking I'm not writing a book I'm not doing my bills I'm not doing my taxes I'm just going to listen and Sometimes when when all we're doing is listening, inspiration comes through like crazy. I, I think it's important for, for people to understand that, yes, sometimes something whispers in your ear or you hear something, mm-hmm. but sometimes they communicate through inspiration. And yes. I, I think that's that's another thing. People... People, you you can't necessarily expect someone's going to sit down and talk to you, but you can get a message through inspiration the same way you do through, and and, and to be honest, sometimes when somebody tells me something, I don't always believe it. But if it comes through inspiration and it comes through a thought process that has come through me, I am more inclined to, to listen to it and believe it.
2: Right, right. Right.
1: So they have lots of different ways of communicating with us.
2: Right. I I think so too. Um, I like, (laughs) I actually like to sit and do automatic writing and Mm -hmm. uh, let them speak with me that way Um, because it's not something that I would consciously have thought of myself. So I will ask, you know, uh, an angel. Kind of like, almost like the same way that Casey would, would talk to the angel Michael. Um, uh-huh. You know, I think that's an interesting point there because there's so many angels. Uh, Echo Casey had great communication with um, the angel Michael, and his congregation loved talking to Michael. Michael was so uplifting. And then one time they said, "Well, we want to hear from another angel. There's so many other ones, right?" And he uh-huh. said yes and so he went into trance and um this angel Haliel began to speak and he had very dire predictions for the world. And um the people said, No, 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 we've changed our mind. We want to talk to Michael again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, you they'll know, tell
2: me I... what what you need to know, whether you want to hear it or not.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. And and but but I have found that, especially in these times, yes, there are dire things happening, but they're happening so better things can come. And that's right. It it, it it's it's not, you know. <clears throat> I think one thing that people have to understand is we're not being punished; we're being taught. And, yes. You know, we're 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 being given we're we're given we're being given. The opportunity to grow above and beyond situations, and and, you know, it's a challenge. It's it's not a punishment when you know your your bank account gets frozen by accident or you lose your job or whatever. These are these are challenges. It, It means you're ready to grow beyond the situation. And you're not making the choice on your own, so they're helping you along. Um, right. The one thing, the one thing I caution everybody about is if, lots of times, um, people will, for instance, not be happy in a job and say, "I hate this job. I wish I had another job. I can't believe I don't like this job. I want to get to another job," and and they don't move. They don't take the. They don't put the effort into. Looking for something else, I believe at some point in time, somewhere down the line, somebody says she's not going to move unless you just kick her out. So let's just help her manage the getting fired, and then she can move. And that's what happens. So don't complain a lot, because I think on the other side they they will only listen for a certain amount of time, and then they help you along the way.
2: Yes. Yes, and I think um, one of the things that you're talking about, I mean, I know you and I both are uh, interested in astrology. And Uh um, I had a dream one time that, uh, and I've seen this in other books now, so it confirms to me that this is actually what happened. I dreamed that I was in this divine place with angels. And we were looking into this sort of, uh, I guess it was like a cauldron, but it had like a gelatinous plates that you could move around to create various configurations like squares and triangles and and um, so on. And so I'm looking at it and I'm realizing it's an astrological chart that the angels and I are making. And I think to myself, oh, look at that. That's going to be really beneficial because there's some really difficult aspects over here, you know. Yeah. And uh, this yeah. person's going to have a really interesting time in their life you know but they can do great things and the angel said to me that's right now jump in <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how we that's how we overcome our our situations is that we have the challenges just like you said you know and there's going to be difficulties and if you're an astrologer you would say oh yeah saturn's going to do its business but it's the great teacher you know well, uh, I, and there are many I have often traditions i'm excuse me a minute many traditions believe that the planets themselves are angelic presences.
1: I could see that yeah i've i've often i have an irreverent way of dealing with them so i I think while they may not have wills of their own, I think they have sense- i think they have senses of humor
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and you know I I I I don't my my vision of the divine is not you know so spiritually deep that there's no laughter because to me laughter is a oh. part of the joy of creation so so oh, yeah. so so angels have to have a sense of humor as well and. Mm-hmm every now and then while they may not have a will of their own i think they choose sometimes interesting ways to to deliver a message oh that's a so good they point have, you know they, yeah they, that's a good point
2: um i, mean, I don't it, think that it, that they have necessarily like only one way to tell you uh what the divine wants you to do. Um, As you Mm -hmm. said, there could be the feeling that someone's standing at your shoulder and you think, ah, that's it, you know, or the feather that falls, you know, when you're in the accident, ah, that's it. Or um, one time I was running lost through uh, the villages at, at Luxor and someone was following me and it scared me to death and a little boy appears in a carriage from out of uh, nowhere, and says to me, "Lady, your hotel is this way." And until I got to the hotel, I thought, "How did he know that?" Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know. Exactly. I, I I think that you know it's a good job being an angel. Not being able to give advice, I think, is um, unless the divine says to give his device or, or their device. Um, but, you know, I, I just think the one thing about, about angels and the divine and, and all of that is to me, there has to be laughter too. And, and not that this is a comedy down here at all, because it's not, but it, it just, it, it just, to me, the books don't seem to, to, um, them the joy of creation it, and I understand it's a job and it's a great job but at the same time they sing and that's joyful but do you ever hear them laughing? Every now and then I hear them laughing at me <laughs> yeah what is that thing no. about
2: where uh, fools rush in where angels fear to tread <laughs> you Yeah, know, and I think uh well,
1: Yeah, they must be laughing up there like, oh. (laughs) Look at what she's doing now. I mean, I have had times when I thought I understood the pathway I was supposed to be on. And I didn't literally say, but I almost said, you know, I've got it from here. I don't need your help any longer because I know where I'm going. And that's when the laughter starts. And, And as soon as I start to screw up... Um, I hear the laughter again, and it, it, I have every now and then said, all right, so I, I shouldn't have decided to steer, and I realized that I made a mistake, and let's get back on track. And, I, you know, it, it's – usually I, 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 make, I, I don't make little mistakes. I make good big ones. And, <laughs> you know, I, I – I, I can't tell you the times that, that I have literally just about said, now I understand where you want me to go and, and what my pathway is, and I've got it. I'll take it from here because, you know, things, you know, tumbling into place is a little slow for me. Let me help them on the way, which is a big no-no. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. And
1: even though I know it's not a good idea, I still get excited and do it. And I still hear laughter, so I may be i may be comic relief for the other side, to tell you the truth.
2: <laughs> right. Well, I have had that same experience um, where I got too big for my britches and said, oh, I know where we're going. Let me do this. You know, uh-huh. uh-oh, now is the problem. You know, <laughs> that kind of reminds me. It's a little different, but it kind of reminds me of that story about uh, – The um, medieval rabbi, uh, Eliezer bin Judah of Worms in Germany, Um, always sounds really strange when you say that, Eliezer bin Judah of Worms, like he's very sick. But he was this wonderful Kabbalist, and he worked with angels. He worked with them in the same way that John Dee worked with angels um, for the benefit of uh, the Queen of England. Um, And for his own benefit. But Eliezer ben Judah uh, was working with angels and trying to get to know them and studying them. And he had students he was teaching the Kabbalah. And um, the story is that these students wanted to go to uh, a wedding that was on the wrong side of town. And um, Eliezer said, I I wouldn't do that if if I were you. And they said, no, no, we're going to take the angels with us. And they'll protect us. And he said, that's not what it's for, you making a bad decision so that they can protect you. No, I wouldn't advise that. Well, they did it anyway. And uh, these robbers came upon them, and they invoked the angels. And they scooted by safely, you know, very happy. They came back to report to Eliezer that that was what they had done. And they said, oh, he said, oh, you've just made a terrible error. You know, in fact, your soul's in jeopardy because you've used the angels for your personal gain. And you need to go back and undo it. So they went back to the same place, did not invoke the angels, and they died. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, my, you know, that's a terrible story, you know. But it's a good lesson in not using the angels to prevent you from making a foolish mistake, you know. Um, yeah, if you know it's a foolish mistake, don't do it, you know, and don't invoke the angels to save you from the consequences.
1: Yeah, one, one, I have a phrase that I have used, on, gosh, for probably the last 50 or 60 years, and I really thought that I had made it up only to find out that Benjamin Franklin beat me to it. It's when, when in doubt, don't. Yes. Yes. And That's true. and it's it, it's true. So long as there's a, 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 a fragment of doubt, back off, and you right. know, you can never you can never make a mistake when you step back. Um, it's it's when you go forward thinking this may not be a good idea that you can pretty much be guaranteed it is not a good idea <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: but but you know angels are i i think what what troubled me when i was reading the book that that they had no free will that they couldn't give advice unless it came from the divine thems- themselves so that they're mes- they're messengers, and yeah, no. Here's the, here's the question: Do angels ever graduate in rank? <laughs>
2: um, I, I don't know. I do not believe so. I believe that they um, because they don't have free will. They simply do the job that they are asked to do. Um, Uh I don't think, I do not think they ever graduate in rank. There are so many of them that, um, well, wait, let me take that back. There are some people, um, and I think, um, you know, Metatron is one of those angels who had a human existence. Yeah. He was Elijah. Yeah, he had a human existence, and he didn't die. He became an angel.
1: You know, uh-huh.
2: uh, and Sandalfall was also, uh, had a human existence. Um, and so they, he became an angel. And I think that, uh, I, th- I have not heard stories about one angel graduating to another level. Other than that, a human taking on an angelic form. I have heard that.
1: Well, if if that's the case, then... Lots of people think they have a personal guardian angel. Mm-hmm. And we do. And, uh, yeah, obviously. But, but do, is, it, is it always the same angel, or do you graduate angels as you evolve spiritually? Ah, that, that might
2: be a different question. I think you are not limited to one angel.
1: Uh
2: I think so that I believe that, let's say the Archangel Michael, There are the way I've understood it is that there are many Michaels, many aspects of Michael, just in the same way Uh that Normandy has different jobs, you know, and she does this, she leads these trips and she writes these books and she takes care of this child who's her daughter and so on. So I have many jobs, but they're all my jobs. And so Michael is in charge of all of these different protective angels that come and assist us. You know, um, so if we need uh, uh, if we need some advice um, and we're trying to learn a lesson, a different angel group may come and advise us. You know, they are healing angels. There are protective angels. There are angels that open the doorway for us. There are angels that complete, you know, passages for us. And those are just the four archangels, but there are many others. Um, yeah. The, um, there's an angel named Azazel who is the angel of the book of life. And
0: uh-huh.
2: I think about him a lot. You know, I don't know that he can tell me what's in my book of life or the things that I need to know, but I do ask him to help me understand particular things that I'm studying because he's very much the angel, a recording angel.
1: So. Well, if, <clears throat> so they're they're not able to do anything but deliver messages. So if you're asking for understanding, are they then allowed to give you the information you need. Yes, I, I think so. If, if it is
2: God's will, you know, if it is in God's will to help me to understand this particular aspect of Kabbalism, let's say, um, mm-hmm. then it will occur to me during a meditation or I will be walking through a library and a book will suddenly fall in front of me. You know, it could be that. I
1: love that. Yeah, I love that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. That that does it's happen to, to me. For, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know that that is fun, and it's kind of like, what page? And you know, it,
0: it, <laughs> right.
1: And and, and, and then, then, then I it hear you you, you, <laughs> yeah, you. you ask too much. Read it, you know. <laughs> um, but but you know, it's kind of like. It just seems to me that, that, okay, so they're eternal. They live forever. Um, It it just kind of, I mean, did Michael start out Michael? Was he, Mm. or or did he grow into Michael? I mean, because we have Metatron, who was created from, you know, for human. So, I, I mean they never they're eternal so they never grew up so that they appeared fully formed and powerful
2: yes yes yeah and each angel's name actually means some it's like the um the islamic 99 names of allah each angel has a name that is an aspect of god you know, like the, the fire of God, the strength of God, the you know, the opener of the way, uh, and so on. And so when you define him by his job title, let's say, you know, when you're calling Michael or Raphael, you're defining him by his job title. That aspect of God, when you are invoking it, is what's going to reply to you.
1: But when you, when you think of angels and that they are messengers on, on many different levels of the divine, they have, from time to time, biblically, anyhow, um, gone to war. And somehow an angel going to war doesn't make sense to me.
2: Right. And that's where I go into the Zoroastrian tradition to make sense of that. And I think about the two uh, angels um, in the Zoroastrian tradition, uh, which is Angramana, which is the, the angel that's, you know, bad thought, we'll call him, uh-huh. you know. And then there's a good thought angel. Right. And so they basically, again, are aspects of consciousness and so god is an aspect of consciousness the reason that we have free will uh, and why the angels don't have it the reason that we have free will is so that we can choose to do the right thing rather than choose to do the wrong thing and that is the whole point you know and the zoroastrians make that clear there's good thought, bad thought. The devils are aligned with the bad thoughts. The uh-huh. uh, angels are aligned with the good thoughts. Um, and so I think that that the whole reason when I start thinking about why why did God make humans with wills and animal <laughs> angels without. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, my, I'm sitting here petting my cat. She's a little angel. Um, so ah. why God make people with uh, wills and angels without wills? And I think it is because he made them so that they could err and make amends and then begin to make the right choice and develop to a point like uh, Metatron did. You know where they have a kind of angelic presence in the world,
0: uh-huh. uh,
2: and so he's you know he the angels tried to convince God not to make us. It was like you're going to be you're going to be sorry. They're going to be a lot of trouble, <laughs> and, you know. And they said, "No, I'm not going to help you make them." And um, you know, even the angel of the earth at first refused to give God clay to make humans. And so God asked Gabriel, you know, to go and get the clay from the earth, and Gabriel did, and that's how he made us. So Gabriel is really one of one of our strongholds. He said, "Okay, I believe you, you know, and I'm going to do everything I can to help them make the right decisions, you know."
1: Well, when so angels when don't decide, the... no. Well, she she refused the divine. I mean, you know, she had she had a well, she had a will and she said no.
2: Yes, she did, but she didn't get her way. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I find it very funny that the earth, the angel of the earth, refused to give you know, the clay because the earth kind of knew what humans were going to do to it. I mean, that's one of the things that I keep thinking it's like Okay, so we need to make that up to the Earth. We need to be on the Earth's side and be an uh, a positive influence, or more or less an angel for the Earth itself, so that mm-hmm. you know it, we do not do damage to it. Um, that's a heavy responsibility.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, when when the, um, the Jews were were getting ready to go to war against the the um, the people that were. I, I think it was the Canaanites, and and the divine said, you know, don't get in the way of my angels. They will go before you and make it easier, and and they did. So that all of the Jews, but that was going to battle. He sent an army to go ahead of the army of the Jews. When yeah, mm-hmm. they were they were. They were battling giants, and you know, it did even right. the, the odds just slightly. But, but it seems to me that, that, especially with 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 Michael, he is a warrior. Yes. And you don't you don't think of, but there were angelic wars. So, mm-hmm. if they had no will, how did they, how did they? Go to war against the, their own kind.
2: Good question. I've often thought that too. Um, how did that happen? Uh, and I, I don't know. I think, I think that um, the angels that fell became like the anglimanas. Let's just, let's say everything was essentially good. You know, and then mm-hmm. the ones that exhibited um traits that were negative like deceit and uh penury and so on, you know mm-hmm. those became the bad thought angels or the angels that fell um okay so i guess I guess my take is that there's possibility that they could make their own decision, but that they Decided not to; that it was better not to exert their will. You know, and we we that, have that same capacity. We, you know, it's like when we pray for something, we want something to happen, but it's best to say, "Not my will, but thine." So that yeah. if it's not I, really I keep, good for us, we don't do it. I
1: keep forgetting. I keep forgetting to put that line in, Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but i think that's what the angels have done they have said not my will but thine
1: i just i i there's so much there's so much in the old testament that that is such a it's such a wonderful book um mm-hmm. and and it does you know you, you there are places where you sit back and you say i can't believe that <laughs> and and right. you know the but, but the element of, of having the capacity to pull, to draw, to invite angels into your, into your life, into your thought process, into, your, in, into utilizing their influence, into your inspiration and your creativity... This is something that is so important, and and you know I, I know we're running a little bit out of time, but I want to really, really, really make it clear to everybody that that the potential to draw this kind of influence and insight and wisdom into your life is there for all of us. It doesn't cost anything, and all you have right. to do is open. You just have to open yourself up to listen, and mm-hmm. and, and and it's it's. It's, it can be, you, you can get messages that come from the songs of birds that can, I mean, the, the, the information you can get if you, are, if you are cautious and if you pay attention to synchronicities that happen in your life, you will see the presence of angelic influence or the, the divine's influence in your life. But it's, it's a matter of being quiet and listening. And so many people don't give meditation a chance. It's not something that you start out with and, and you know, everything happens all at once. It's a practice that you, you get involved in that opens you up to a tremendous amount of information and wisdom that comes from the other side if you are open to it.
2: Barb, I love that. I love that you have just summed it up so succinctly. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Um, okay. It comes from practice. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I, it, you know, but and, and and the thing that I want to put in here as well is, life is supposed to be a joyful experience, and there should be laughter and joy everywhere. Um, maybe not at funerals, but. But for the most part, the more laughter you have in your life, the younger you are, the longer you live, and the more insight and wisdom that comes your way, and the more mistakes you'll make that are that that, that can create laughter in in many other ways too. I mean, I am joyful because I have I have managed to make so many mistakes that that um, <laughs> I could fill a book, um, and and it's it's the laughter that has gotten me through almost everything that has happened in my life. Um, sometimes it took the laughter a long time to find its channel to come through, but it always does if you give it a chance. Um, there have been times when I, I have been sitting and crying and saying, all right, I'm ready for the laughter. I've cried enough. <laughs> um, right. Find, find something funnier because I've run out of tissues. Or I'm, or I'm going to buy sock and Kleenex <laughs> and, you know, enough is enough. Uh-huh. And, and it really is, is um, it's true. You have to, there has to be a, an equal measure of joy in your life. And it doesn't cost money to put joy in your life. It just takes light and laughter and, and the light comes from the divine. Yes, Yes,
2: there's there's an angel I think that must belong to that laughter. His name is Peniel, and he's the angel that saves us from our own stupidity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe in him very much. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad there's one of them out there because, well, you know, and every time somebody, somebody, I I was in a relationship a long time ago, and, and the person said to me, I don't know why we're together. And I said, oh, I do. You're my karmic debt. And, you know, it was kind of like, and he looked at me and I said, there's no other explanation for all the crap that's going on. And we had a good laugh over it. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. so, so that, you know, joy and laughter, very important. And I do think... While while joy and laughter were in the Roman gods and the Norse gods, there was always somebody who was always drunk and laughing and having a good time. I mean, we don't have to get drunk. But um but the laughter. If you I, I yeah. found that when I ser- when I served in the church, I served in the pulpit for five years. I was a rotating minister. After I put everybody to sleep the first time I did a sermon, um I found that if I could get the congregation laughing, they would remember what I had said. Right. And, you know, right. I, I didn't turn it into a stand-up comedy thing, but I laughed at myself and the mistakes that I had made and drew attention to how my, my arrogance or my stupidity or whatever took me in that direction. And it was like, okay, now you know about this kind of a mistake. You know, you cannot do it because I've already done it. It's already been done. You'll have to be creative and create create your own mistakes. <laughs> but 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 it's a learning experience, and yeah. and it's, it's they're good ones. And I think angels have yeah. fun with those too. I think I think there are definitely. I'm wondering sometimes, do they ever go on vacation? Do they ever get to just you know? <laughs> Sit on clouds and do nothing, or are they constantly working? Because being an angel, a guardian angel, especially, has to be a heavy duty job, especially for people like well, me. You know, I
2: I think that they must enjoy what they're doing. You know, because they certainly are here and serving us very lovingly. I don't think they uh-huh. ever go on vacation, which is good for us.
1: No. We I can't once ever had say, a, Oh, my
2: angel was on vacation, that's why this terrible thing happened. No. I, I Penny just showed you your own stupidity.
1: <laughs> I, I once had a I I don't know if I'll call it a vision or a dream, but that that all guardian angels got together when we, we go to sleep and they had, um I don't know, they sat around sipping ambrosia saying, You will not believe what mine did today oh, yes, and I can see that. It just—it's it's, this is a new one. We haven't seen this in a long in in a million years, but here it is again. Look at that. I mean, yeah. I I I think there has to be. I I understand they're not human and they don't have human personalities, but but if they're angelic and connected to the vine, they have to have joy and laughter in them too. I don't think they ever laugh yeah. at us, but I do believe they laugh with us.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And, and meditation is surely a way to get it. Uh, I just noticed we're, we're absolutely out of time. Um, thank you so much for being with me today and, and, and for, for speaking about this amazing topic. I'm sure that tons of people are going to be fascinated with it. I know. I loved the book. It was a great book.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And now we can get on to the rest of the day and hopefully bring more laughter into it. Um, but thank you for being here. Can you want to give people your your website so they know where to find you?
2: Oh, sure. It's normandielis.com dot com, and it's spelled N O R M A N D I E L L I S dot com.
1: And she has over fifteen books. I highly recommend all of them. She's an amazing lady and uh, has an amazing connection. So thank you, everybody, for joining with us today. Um, I'll see you all tomorrow night. Take care now.